What's up, you'll hear it. Hey, this is Bob Deboo, the host of the Upright Citizens podcast. Got a question for you. How would you like to get inside the mind of one of the most recorded musicians of all time? Well, here's your chance. The legendary bassist Ron Carter will join the Open Studio community on June 14th for an exclusive one-time-only live mentor session. You don't want to miss this. To learn the secrets to the maestro's iconic sound, gain insights to his unique musical mind in real time, pick his brain on his illustrious career, and get answers that'll propel your music to new heights. Join today and unlock your free 14-day trial at openstudiojazz.com. Then you'll be able to not only join the maestro in this exclusive conversation, but dig into his brilliant course, Blueprint for Jazz Bass, and so much more. So sign up now. Peace. A little earlier in the evening, we featured our guitarist, Herbie Ellis. And at this time, we would like to feature our bassist, Ray Brown, as he joins us to do a number that has become a jazz classic, How High the Moon. That sound means oh, solo analysis Wednesday. It must be Wednesday. Yep, hump day. So uh, I'm Adam S. and I'm Peter Martin, and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice and analysis coming at you. <laughs> it's brought to you by Open Studio, and today I'm very excited because I get to uh, listen to and talk about one of my all-time favorite solos. A solo that'll make you feel bad about yourself <laughs> if you're a pianist. <laughs> and but if you're a human, make you f- love life. <laughs> oh, man. This, this whole album, this is from, uh, that's obviously uh, Oscar Peterson and Ray Brown and Herb Ellis. And that's uh, from the album Oscar Peterson Trio at the Stratford Shakespearean Festival, which is a crazy name Ugh, for an album. Pinky yeah. up for that festival. Why would they have the Oscar Peterson Trio at a Shakespearean festival? I don't know. So glad they did, though. And was the band wearing, like, period costume? <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> Anyway, yep. um, this is How High the Moon. Yep. And, uh, you know, and this, this is your week. We should just say, I don't know if people are catching the pattern. We've only been doing this a few weeks, but we're trading off each week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is definitely on me. And um, Do you know this album at all? Have you listened to this? I've heard it, and I really don't know it. No. So I'm excited. I've heard the whole album. I actually have the LP somewhere, but I'm excited to dive into it. Yeah, the whole, the whole album is incredibly good. Yeah. Um, just really, they're hitting at a peak time, I think, for this group. And... Um, this is, you know, the ultimate, for me, the ultimate Oscar Peterson fireworks kind of solo. Mm. It's a nice slow build. It's super swinging. It actually, this, he's, he mentions here at the intro that he features Ray Brown. Ray Brown takes an incredible solo, bef- the first solo 
on this tune, and we could do a whole analysis on that because well, it's a really great bass solo. Incredible only if you love really great bass solos. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> perfectly it, executed with it's the sound and swing. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> for a bass solo, it's I. It's I. <laughs> so here it is. Uh, we'll we'll just start it. We'll see what happens here. Uh, I mean, I could just listen to this. Honestly, it's so good. So this is uh, Oscar Peterson solo on How High the Moon. Wait, can we pause there? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this is your week, but I just want to make note of something here. Okay, people always talk about how busy Oscar Peterson is. Now, he starts out busy mm-hmm. in, in a way in that he's, you know, double-timing, but listen to the spa- – like, he's always juxtaposing it with something else in the music that makes it work structurally for where he is in the solo. Yeah. no, Like, he's- big spaces there, like symmetrical kind of time – between the playing and, and, and the rest, it really works, I think. I'm gonna back it up a little bit. Back the thing up, Adam. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, big pauses. Yeah. Short phrases. Yeah. Not afraid to hit some nice quarter notes, right? Okay, so I want to highlight that. The dun, 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 dun. So when I hear like intermediate players, that's usually the part where they mess up the most. Right. You know what I mean? That's when they, t- when they take a step back, if they've been you know, doing the yeah. stuff and they've been using some chops, when I hear them then do something simple, yep. that's usually when the swing fails for some reason. Yeah. And notice for this that those two phrases that were like a, a copycat phrase, was so swinging and intense, and yes. he kept it going. Let's hear that again. Actually. Well, and I would just say that to play and to be able to swing like or even is easier than like that quarter notes, those quarter notes, right? Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't sound hard when Oscar Peterson, it's not hard for Oscar Peterson, but to your point of an intermediate player, let's spend a little time working on that. Yeah. Instead of just the double time stuff, because you can kind of get away with the feel, yeah. I think, easier. I think that's a great point. Let's spend a little time working on it. I think people overlook those kind of things in your practice routine. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about practicing quarter notes and just how, like, that simple exercise of practicing, you know, simple beats to a metronome really helps get your entire time game together. And yeah. Can you, can you play five choruses in a row at this tempo mm-hmm. with your solo with only quarter notes? Mm-hmm. You know, and phrases that make sense, but you're restricted just quarter note and swing and be in the groove for those entire five chords. Super hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not hard for Oscar Peterson. Let's check it out. kind of skating here and still just chilling. Mm-hmm. 
stop, but I can't. I know. The audience seems to be singing along with him perfectly. It's, perfectly. Like he, it's like he knows what he's about to play. So I do want to stop here and make a note of, besides all of the incredible technical things that are happening here um, with both hands, uh, how in his double time feel, he still keeps a very swinging line. There's still these like um, syncopation points. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just like He's like You know, like these real shape direction. There's shape, there's direction. It feels like a solo that could be at, you know, ninety beats per minute. Yeah. But he's playing that double time I think this kind of double time playing and and I mean you know, Oscar Peterson said I mean, he wasn't the first to do this, but he set such a you know, sort of template and standard for for all of us afterwards to to try to um, fit into that. But he did such a great job of you know taking on the sort of reckless side of mm-hmm. double time playing, which it, ha- it needs to feel reckless and 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 out of character for that because the original groove is still going. If everyone goes to that tempo, then it's just a fast tempo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can do that. But with this, when you're playing double time, it's kind of like you know you're you're running next to a car and you kind of get out in front and maybe kind of cut across the highway or something. <laughs> yeah. There's a little danger there. There is a little danger. And, and it should feel like that. It shouldn't just be like perfectly executed technique. It's not about that. And so I think with the shape of his lines and stuff, he kind of goes over the, goes over the bar lines a little bit and, 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 and just mixes it up in a way that, I mean, I'm totally oversimplifying it, but I think it's that reckless character that he was able to do and a lot of, a lot of other pianists have adopted. I like that word for this, reckless, because it feels like controlled recklessness yeah. <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah. he could fall off the cliff at any minute but yeah. he's been walking on and the what side. an exciting thing for the listener and i think people really they don't need to understand what piano technique is what a g7 sharp nine and all this yeah. stuff that we would appreciate from hearing this but to be able to get that feeling when you take the listener on a journey and you could when you can feel like you're about to go off the cliff and then you pull the listener back, yeah. man, now you've got the listener on the edge of their seat and yeah. you're, you're giving them their money's worth. Well, there's, there's a big payoff that comes from this. Ah. That's a, that's, take a breath. That's right. Take a breath. Let me get a cigarette. 
Jeez. So they those, get a joint. <laughs> that entire half chorus of block chord, double time. I mean, and still keeping that, you know, swinging anticipations. Yeah. So developing those themes, the yeah. theme development. And then when he goes into that, boom, I mean, that's when you just lose it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. Now, do did they have an actual vocal lavalier on him? It's it's like no. that's a lot. I, for, I forgot that he's such a such a, a Keith Jarrett esque vocalist. The as only well. thing, the only thing I can think of with this is that like you know we we had the episode Monday about pianos that we like. Yeah, he must have just been really feeling this piano. You know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. even for him, uh, yeah. this even for live him. For live Oscar Peterson, this is like crazy. You could tell he's just like super into it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's a big. Uh, probably not at this. Well, I don't know. Maybe already at this time. This is like early '60s, right? Yeah, yeah. If he was already on the Bosendorfer train, he was a big Bosendorfer guy, you know. Oh, I wonder what yeah. this is. Oh. I mean, the power in that. What do you call that? A, like a block chord roll. A or block something? chord tremolo. Yeah, tremolo, just like, man. How? How? Yeah. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of times you'll hear people do it, and the octave in the right hand is sort of strong, and everything's sort of. A, I mean, this whole thing yeah. is like, <laughs> just like shaking. <laughs> he, I mean, the piano must have been just shaking. You know? Yeah. And then they, they go back down. The, oh man! But I mean, what a great dramatic thing! And then, I think that he, what he adapts so well in this solo well, he did it so many times but that I'm sorry I'm just like talking over some, some no, other no, good I'm, stuff I'm fading it out oh man tastefully, look at that. tastefully. See, we do this live yo that's right but I mean you know adapting his playing still Oscar Peterson but adapting to the drummerless trio with the guitar yeah and so it's a different way of playing he wouldn't have played that solo the same with Oscar Peterson trio with drums totally you know he could have played similar themes and build up but you could have relied a little more on the drums so he had to really kind of go in there and you, you don't want those big build up and the payoff to feel like oh I wish there was a drummer here and it really it almost sounds like a big band yeah it's kind of big bandish well, you gotta think if anybody knows how to swing with this guitar trio you know guitar piano trio it's, it's these guys at this point yeah. you know in, in the early 60s I think it was 63 or 4 yeah and like them here were really swinging and knew how to work that entire that entire sound. sound yeah, like and I mean Ray Brown making a little bit of adjustment too to not playing with drums, but not a huge one. I mean it's it's very Ray Brown. It's a little maybe more aggressive. Maybe you know he's definitely on the on the right in the beat. Maybe to me it sounds like just a little on top of the beat. That kind of yeah. Um, but without the drums, it's a little bit different way of playing as well. And made, you know such a beautiful foundation he's laying. Yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting record, and it's it, it, Oscar Peterson's interesting. I mean, this is like the solo. It's it's almost jockey, right? Like it's almost like wow, that's athletic, yeah. right? And it's awesome. Yeah, it's not, maybe not the most like you know intense artistic statement, but it, I always feel so good when I listen to it. You yeah, know? yeah. So. Well, I always think Oscar Peterson, even yeah, the athleticism of his playing is is in almost every recording really apparent but there's always a lot of contrast in there too yeah you know like when he breaks it down there's a lot of you know just the control elements i mean it's all control of the instrument but the very dynamic control and sound and voicings and all that kind of thing yeah all right cool that's good i love wednesdays wednesdays are good solo analysis so if you want you can um, hit us up and let us know some solos you might be interested in although we got we got a nice little cue both of us so mm. we might not get to yours for a while just so you know um should i tell them about what we're doing next week in a little yeah what are we doing next week i want it well it's gonna be my week so i was gonna choose um 
a Kenny Kirkland solo. I mean, I won't even say which one it was. But okay. Yeah, I've been yeah. th- I'm, I'm always thinking about Kenny Kirkland, but I've especially been thinking about him recently. So I'm going to do cool. one. i got a bunch to choose from, so tune in next week on that. And we were talking about ratings and reviews yesterday. We were? Yeah. Oh. We stopped for a couple of days, but I promised to read another one. Okay. And look, you don't have to write them like this, and you can go read them yourself. Write what you want, but these are little examples of the love we're getting right. here at the You'll Hear It podcast. <laughs> um, this is from... April Grateful. April Grateful. April Grateful? Yeah. One word. Mouthful. Yeah. April Grateful from United States of America. Okay. Um, And this is interesting because we're always talking about seven stars and stuff. This is actually the title of this five-star review Mm -hmm. is Infinite Stars. Infinite Stars? Infinite Stars. That's a next level kind of thing. April Grateful has one-upped us with the seven, the ten and a half, the twelve, and all that. We're going – she's going straight – infinite so anyway she or he says i love this podcast exclamation exclamation point adam and peter are such pros and they are going giving out great info and hysterically funny and are hysterically funny together well i mean (laughs) do tell (laughs) (laughs) i've got the golden ticket i mean go on (laughs) tell me about that's like that's a good gene wilder meme tell me how i'm so infinitely (laughs) funny with my friend adam um uh oh i lost it oh i'm an adult intermediate pianist transferring from classical to jazz weren't you just speaking about intermediate pianists right i'm an adult intermediate pianist transferring from classical to jazz and even though they are pros i have learned so much from them i have listened to every episode thanks for keeping after it that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Please keep the ratings and reviews coming both for our ego yeah. and mainly, more important, well, it doesn't get any more no, important. No, it doesn't get any more important than the <laughs> now, ego. I was going to say also just for spreading the word because yeah. we've been recategorized in iTunes. I don't know if you knew about that. As, as a music podcast. Animal ca- oh, as a music <laughs> podcast. Okay, cool. Which we should have been from the beginning. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what was up with that. So we're climbing the charts. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where you can access the charts. There's no charts. No, there's no (laughs) charts. But we're getting a lot of listeners, so that's nice. That's very cool. It spreads the word. Yeah, thanks very much. And you can always go to youllhearit.com to leave us a question, a voicemail. You can just uh, show us some love there. You can – oh, you can get T-shirts. We have open studio T-shirts. We have You'll Hear It T-shirts Well, well. you have a You'll Hear It T-shirt. I don't actually have one. you got to buy one, man. i got to buy one. Or I'm really thinking a listener is going to order me one. I'm holding out hope (laughs) for that. Because we don't have any here right now, do we? No, it's like a service where, like, they, you know, they ship it from the the T-shirt it's very high quality. It's really like, nice. These are not like those, yeah. you know, you get those t-shirts and like you, you start getting some abrasions around your yeah, neck, they, you know. They pill up on the collar. Oh, no. yeah, these yeah. are no pill. Um, just as we are no pill musicians, <laughs> these are no pill t-shirts for sure. Uh, and the cassette edition, I know you're very, I still don't understand that, but it's all, I, I kept thinking when you said there was a cassette edition of it, it was going to be like a cassette. No, you know, no, no, no. It's, it's like a, the cassette era. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. I like it. I just don't see it. Not man. everything's for you, man. <laughs> That's right. Obviously not. I don't have it. So, Anyway, you have a couple different types, different sizes. We have a hoodie. What? Oh, I'm got, looking at this. I, I got to get the hoodie. Man, it's starting to get... Is it a You'll Hear It hoodie? There's a You'll Hear It hoodie. Look at that. That's beautiful. Isn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. Right. Hoodie. Um, and Because I love putting... I love getting on the airplane with a hoodie. I'm all... Even in the summer. Man, why are airplanes so cold? Hashtag random rant. <laughs> I mean, so I always have like a hoodie in my bag because I'll bust out a hoodie, you know. So that there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out a. You'll hear it. Ooh, that one's kind of pricey. Might not bust that one. Oh, out. come <laughs> on, man. We could probably thirty-seven fifty. I think that's worth every is it, penny. Is it okay? It's worth every penny. Well, yeah. Order me one, and I'll tell you. All right. Well, until tomorrow, you'll hear it. Right. Hoodie.